Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Sunday, July the 14th. My name's Tom. I am your host. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize if you're hearing some background noise this time, but, uh, you know, it's summertime in Chicago. Gotta have the AC going. But uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitch, and anywhere else you might find podcasts. Also, thanks for following on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. It's at Catch Hook Shoot. And make sure you're checking out our Patreon page at uh, patreon.com slash catchhookshoot. We've got four different tiers there for $1, $5, $10, and $20. Each one of those comes with uh, different bonus content and uh, uh, benefits and things like that. So head on over there and check that out. That's patreon.com slash catchhookshoot. And also check out the Pro Wrestling Tees store at prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhookshoot got four different t-shirt designs there some uh, some pretty cool stuff if i do say so myself so go on and check that out and if you ever want to send over an email it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com any questions comments suggestions stuff you'd like to see on the show things like that and uh, also again make sure you head on over to wrestlingbehindringside.com find out uh, the information for their wbr fan fest 2020 coming up next year july 25th uh, 2020. Uh, we've got two shows, 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. It's taking place in uh, Louisiana. So again, go over to WrestlingBehindRingside.com for all your info and tickets. Uh, I've got some. Uh, we've got some some pretty cool guests announced so far. We've got Pretty Paul Roma, the Patriot Del Wilkes. Uh, opportunity to get your picture taken with uh, 10 pounds of gold, the NWA Championship. And make sure you're listening right here to Catch Hook and Shoot every week for the uh, Break the Code contest, which I'll. Uh, talk more about at the end of the show here but again that's wrestlingbehindringside.com for the wbr fan fest 2020 so uh want to mention uh one thing from last week because i uh mostly because i forgot to uh forgot to mention it to you guys i know i had said the prior week i was supposed to have an interview with a uh, a former world champion obviously that didn't didn't happen it got postponed some stuff came up uh the person did uh, he did let me know ahead of time you know so uh you know no harm no foul uh so we are uh, working on rescheduling that hopefully uh hopefully in the next week or so but don't know 100 percent for sure yet so uh but as soon as that interview takes place it will definitely be uh uh, posted with the show that drops uh, that week so stay tuned for that one because like i said it is a former world heavyweight champion somebody uh that you're all gonna know so uh like i said i don't want to don't want to drop the name yet until uh, it's actually a hundred percent confirmed and i actually have the interview recorded so uh but yeah like i said keep uh keep following for that stay tuned for that because it will will be happening so just got postponed a little bit so let's get into what's been going on this week in pro wrestling uh it's been been uh, an interesting week to say the least i mean this weekend uh it's just been huge with uh pay-per-view and uh, you know big events for uh for a couple of the major companies i'm gonna start off um here with uh what happened last night with uh, AEW, their fight for the Fallen pay-per-view. Uh, before I get into the match card, though, wanna wanna mention something that was uh, going around on social media this past week w- between uh, Joey Janela and Enzo, of all people. Apparently, they uh, had a bit of a confrontation at a Blink 182 concert, of all places. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you, I'm sure most of you guys read about it. I'm sure most of you saw the video. Uh, it, you know, looked to me like. I had just a, a drunken uh, 
confrontation is the best word for it. There were no actual punches thrown. It was just some words being exchanged. So I think it was blown up into something more than it really was. Um, and, you know, nothing really came of it. Of course, you know, I, I view it as uh, Enzo more or less just trying to... Uh, trying to keep his name out there and things like that i mean joey janela is the one that started it off saying oh, i you know saw enzo went to say hello and he you know basically tried to start a fight and things like that then it turns out janela was drunk and he went to enzo hey i'm joey janela let's fight and it, it honestly was probably just a pretty dumb encounter between these two guys and didn't deserve a fraction of the attention it actually got so that's uh, pretty much all i'm going to say about that so let's get into fight for the fallen uh, another another very good event from aew i mean you know i'm seeing reviews on both sides online and i think it's uh you know again like fighter fest i i don't think this was intended to be a huge show on the level of a double or nothing or an all-in or an all-out or things like that you know i view this as uh, like i said about fighter fest like almost like a clash of the champions from uh, from wcw back in the day or like a saturday night's main event you know something in between to uh, to just kind of keep the keep the interest up in the you know in between the uh in between the big pay-per-view events so on the uh the kickoff show the uh what they call the buy-in um, we had Sunny Kiss taking on Peter Avalon. This, this was actually the first time I've seen Sunny Kiss in a straight-up one-on-one match myself, and uh, you know, I I thought he was very very impressive. He was victorious in this one. Um, you know, I, I I think like a lot of people, I'm not super fond of the librarian gimmick that Peter Avalon and Leva Bates are uh, are working right now. But you know, I think it's one of those things. They're they're just kind of trying it out and seeing seeing what happens. I mean, it's entertaining. If you follow being the elite on uh, YouTube, you you've seen the origins of it and kind of how it's evolved and things like that. And I mean, it's an entertain entertaining gimmick. I, it's just you know, it's not not my thing. But you know, there are people out there that love it. So it it is what it is. I mean, not everybody's going to like everything. But uh, yeah, I was definitely definitely impressed with Sunny Kiss. So I can't can't wait to see more from him. But Sunny Kiss did defeat Peter Avalon. Also on the, uh, the buy-in show, we had uh, B. Priestley and Shoko Nakajima defeating Britt Baker and Riho. Um, great women's tag team match. Uh, there was a spot during the match. Britt Baker actually went to make a tag and went to the wrong corner. <laughs> she tried to tag in Nakajima instead of uh, instead of Riho. Uh, you know, it was a funny spot. I'm sure it was an accident. You know, um, came out later. She did suffer a concussion during the match, so maybe she was just disoriented, confused, whatever, or maybe. You know, I mean, obviously she had to be confused. She went to the wrong corner, so I don't know if she just kind of forgot where she was in the ring or what. But uh, again, I think you know, people making more out of it, <clears throat> making more out of it than it actually is. Uh, you know, it. Uh, she, I mean, she went to the wrong corner. It is what it is. It, you know, stuff happens. But uh, you know, good, uh, good women's tag team match, and uh, like I said, Priestley and Nakajima were victorious in that one. Uh, uh, on the uh, the main card, we had a six-man tag team match with MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears defeating Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. Uh, Sean Spears picked up the uh, the pinfall on Darby Allen, and I think that you know I think the uh, that particular end of the match was strategic because you have Sean Spears, somebody who obviously is going to have some type of rivalry with Cody Rhodes going forward. Uh, picking up the victory over the guy that Cody Rhodes couldn't beat at double double or nothing or at uh, I'm sorry at Fighter Fest, um, 
where they went to a uh, you know they went to a time limit draw. So I'm sure that's going to play into that rivalry. But uh, yeah, great great outing from these six guys. Um, you know, I definitely definitely one of my favorite matches of the show. Uh, then we had Brandy Rhodes in ring debut for AEW, taking on Allie. Uh, and Brandy had a little bit of a surprise. Had awesome Kong in her corner. Uh, it's good to see, good to see Kong on TV again. I'm, I'm you know, hoping she's going to be a mainstay in the AEW Women's Division. Uh, it's great to see her uh, back in the ring and back involved in wrestling. Of course, she's been starring in the uh, the Glow series on Netflix. Uh, prior to uh, prior to that, you know, she hadn't been in the ring for quite a while. So it's good good to see her kind of back in the mix here. And uh, Brandy Rhodes was victorious, thanks to uh, you know couple couple of well-timed distractions from Awesome Kong, and uh, you know they uh, proceeded to try to uh, beat down Alley a little bit after the match, but that was interrupted by Aja Kong, who who had a stare down with Awesome Kong. So I personally I think this is going to build to a uh, Kong versus Kong match at All Out. We'll have to wait and see as far as an official announcement on that one, but uh, I can't see why they wouldn't uh, capitalize on that. And, you know, I'm sure that's the the reason the whole stare down was done in the first place. People, I mean, people went crazy for it in the the arena. So, you know, I I think there's definitely a Kong versus Kong match in our future. Uh, Then we had a uh, three-way tag team match between the Dark Order, Angelico and Jack Evans, and a boy and his uh, his dinosaur, which is, of course, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Uh, the Dark Order, uh, formerly known as the Super Smash Brothers, the Dark Order were victorious in this one, so they move on to All Out for an opportunity at a first-round bye for the tag team tournament, so I'm assuming that means they're going to face the uh, the best friends, uh, Trent Beretta and Chucky e. T. So... Um, but again, you know, no official announcement for that. I don't know if there's just going to be one first round buy, or uh, I would assume so. I mean, there's no other events coming up between now and All Out, so uh, I would assume it would be the Dark Order versus the Best Friends for that first round buy at All Out. Uh, Adam Page defeated uh, Kip Sabian. Of course, after the match, we had uh, a run-in by Chris Jericho, disguised as one of the uh, the minions of the Dark Order, and uh, you know, beat down Adam Page pretty good, busted him open, and. Uh, you know, just kind of left him left him laying a little bit, and it looked in this match like uh, like Page is uh, still still uh, suffering from from a knee injury. It seems like it hasn't uh, completely healed up. Um, so I don't know if that is uh, you know legit, like if that if that knee is still giving him problems, or if it's you know just being done for storyline purposes. But uh, you know, if if that was the case, he was definitely selling it pretty good. Uh, of course, he's been dealing with that knee injury for quite a while now, so it will, uh, I'm sure that'll definitely be a factor heading into All Out when he takes on Jericho for the uh, to crown the first ever world champion. Um, then we had another great tag match here between SoCal Uncensored and the Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers were victorious in this one. Um, yeah, if you did not watch the show last night, this is, you know, if, if I had to pick one match to, uh, to tell you to go check out, Lucha Brothers and SoCal Uncensored for sure. This was a, a fantastic tag team match between two of the best teams in the world. Uh, Kenny Omega picked up his first AEW victory, uh, singles victory, uh, against Shima. And in the main event, the Young Bucks defeated uh, Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes in another fantastic tag team match. So, uh, you know, all around a very, very solid show. Like I said, not, you know, not on the same level as All In or Double or Nothing, but it, I, I don't think it was intended to be. I mean, this was a charity show. And uh, so, you know, it was basically a, a televised house show. So I, I you know, the, uh, so many people online directing uh, so much negativity at AEW, like, oh, the show was horrible and this and that. I, 
first of all, it was far from horrible, and second of all, it wasn't a full-on pay-per-view. I mean, it was free in the U.S., and, you know, outside the U.S., it wasn't uh, priced as a normal pay-per-view. I, I want to say it was, like, basically the equivalent of equivalent of, uh, of 10 bucks or something like that to watch it outside the U.S., so, I mean... <clears throat> You know, if you if you went into Fight for the Fallen expecting uh, a show on the same level as Double or Nothing or All In, you know, then yeah, you're going to be disappointed. If you went in knowing that okay, this is a charity show that they're putting on TV or on uh, uh, streaming for free, and uh, you know, it's it's just another offering to bridge the gap to All Out, and until their TV deal starts in October. If you went into it with that mindset, it was a great show. So, I mean, take it uh, take it for what it is. You know, check it out. It's definitely worth worth a watch. I loved it. Uh, I'm a huge AEW fan already. I'm going to, you know, continue to be because I think they, they put out uh, an amazing product so far. So I can't wait to see what they've got in store for All Out and for their uh, uh, TV once it starts in October. Uh, getting into the uh, uh, New Japan... Uh, G1 Climax Tournament, um, the uh, first night of the B Block took place this week. I unfortunately was not at home last night, so I didn't get to uh, get to see it. But uh, the results were as follows. Ishii defeated Jeff Cobb. Goto defeated Jay White. John Moxley defeated Taichi. Juice Robinson defeated Takagi. And Yano defeated Naito. So uh, those are the uh, uh, results from night one of the B Block of the G1 Climax Tournament. Uh, some Impact news. It looks like Johnny Impact and LAX are both done with Impact Wrestling. Uh, finished up at the uh, the uh, pay-per-view last weekend. Uh, LAX, of course, uh, no longer the Impact Tag Team Champions. Apparently, there's a lot of interest out there for LAX from um, a lot of the major companies, specifically WWE and AEW. Uh, my personal opinion, I think AEW is going to have the stronger tag team division. They are going to be... I think very focused on tag team wrestling, um, mainly because the Young Bucks are, you know, in positions of power there, and tag team wrestling is obviously their thing. So I and I think I'm pretty sure the Bucks are the ones in charge of the the tag team division. So LAX one of, one of the best teams in wrestling right now. So I, I personally I think they should go to AEW, but you know uh, WWE has got that uh, pretty much endless supply of money that they can offer up so um, that I, I can I'm sure be very hard to resist so we'll have to see where LAX lands in the future uh, as far as Johnny Impact who who knows I mean there's uh, I'm sure there's you know plenty of places he could go whether it's uh, WWE AEW uh, Ring of Honor MLW uh, or he could just you know stay stay on the on the independent circuit and just um, you know I'm sure he could uh, make a very, very good living for himself just staying on the independents. So we'll have to see where Johnny Impact lands as well. Uh, some MLW news. They announced they're going to be having their first ever pay-per-view event November 2nd right here in Chicago. So I'm hoping uh, hoping I'll be able to pick up some tickets for that. I'm, uh, I have become a pretty pretty big MLW fan uh, in the last uh, last year or so since I started uh, started checking them out. So... Um, I'm definitely looking forward to see what they what they have for their first pay-per-view offering. Uh, some uh, independent, I guess, I guess independent slash WWE news uh, this week. The Evolve 10th Anniversary Show was uh, streamed on the WWE Network last night uh, directly against Fight for the Fallen. Uh, and I, I actually watched both shows uh, today. And, you know, I, I loved them both. I mean, uh, this was actually the first Evolve event that I 
um, had the opportunity to see. And I, I was not disappointed. I mean, uh, you know, Evolve has some great wrestling. I mean, I'm not familiar with all of the uh, the wrestlers in Evolve, but uh, that, you know, hopefully is going to change. Uh, uh, hopefully we see some more Evolve stuff on the WWE Network. And, uh, you know, because I, I was definitely impressed with what I saw. I had uh, a surprise appearance from Paul Heyman. Of course, the event was in 2300 Arena, so that was uh, very appropriate to have Paul Heyman uh pop up there but uh yeah josh briggs defeated anthony green in the opening match uh josh briggs is you know definitely got my attention he's one that i definitely want to uh, find out more about and see more of myself uh had stephen wolf defeating kurt stallion um kurt stallion sean maluda and harlem bravado that was a uh, four-way match arturo uh, who else defeated anthony henry uh brandy lauren defeated Shotzi Blackheart in a no DQ match. This was a, a great women's match between these two. The uh, the no DQ match. So I, again, you know, I, I'm going to say if you uh, are only going to watch one match from this show, check out this women's no DQ match because it was uh, yeah these these women can go. Uh, we had Babatunde defeating Colby Carino. Ar Fox and Leon Ruff defeated Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy for the Evolve Tag Team Championship. Uh, Matt Riddle defeated Drew Gulak. This, this obviously was a fantastic match. Riddle and Gulak, both um, you know, big parts of Evolve prior to uh, signing with WWE. So uh, the two of them put on a fantastic match. I mean, they, they put on a wrestling clinic, I, I've got to say. Uh, Austin Theory, who is the Evolve champion, defeated J.D. Drake for the uh, WWN Championship to unify those two titles. And the main event was Adam Cole versus Akira Tozawa for the NXT Championship, and Cole did retain his title. Um, so, yeah, like I said, definitely definitely check out the, uh, the Evolve 10th Anniversary Show on the WWE Network. It was the first Evolve event I've been able to, uh, to watch myself from beginning to end, and it you know, it didn't, didn't disappoint. Some some great just wrestling. It was really, really good. So definitely check that out. So getting into WWE and what's going on today. Of course, we have the Extreme Rules pay-per-view tonight. Uh, but some other news from uh, throughout the week. Roman Reigns won the ESPY Award for WWE Moment of the Year. Um, you know, a lot of people trash-talking this, saying, uh, you know, WWE is not a sport and they shouldn't be uh, getting, you know, their own ESPY uh, category and things like that. And... I mean, come on, guys. It, it, you know, it, WWE is not a sport in the sense that it's... No, it's not a competition. I mean, the winners and losers are decided beforehand. It, but it's still a, an athletic event. You know, I, I, oh, I'd like to say we can all agree on that, but there are people who still say that wrestlers aren't athletes, which I'm sorry if you think a pro wrestler is not an athlete. Maybe you just shouldn't watch television ever. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Roman Roman Reigns winning the SB for the WWE Moment of the Year for uh, his comeback from uh, from battling leukemia, you know, and I think it's uh, I think it's well deserved. I mean, it wasn't for and I said this online on uh, social media, you know, the award was for a quote unquote moment. It wasn't for a win. It wasn't for a championship. It wasn't for breaking some kind of record or anything like that. It was for a moment. And the moment that won was real. It wasn't part of a storyline. It wasn't, you know, something scripted or anything like that. I mean, the man took four months off of his career to battle cancer, basically. And, you know, he was able to, uh, was able to get healthy and come back. And, you know, that, that, I'm sorry, that is deserving of recognition. So, I, I say it's well-deserved, and uh, people are going to disagree, but, you know, that's everybody's entitled to their opinion, I suppose, so it is what it is. 
Um, yeah, some interesting news on the uh, the Ronda Rousey front. Of course, there was a lot of buzz about the uh, video she put out on on her YouTube channel about uh, you know kind of kind of dropping some hints that she's missing the WWE, wants to get back into into pro wrestling, uh, and um, was reported online by uh, one of one of the dirt sheets. I don't remember which one that she is no longer on WWE's inactive list. Now, apparently, the inactive list is uh, a running list that WWE keeps of superstars who are not available in any given week whether they're on vacation whether they're out with an injury um or you know somewhere else like uh like if the miz is filming a movie he's on the inactive list and you know apparently ronda has been on that list since wrestlemania of course she uh, had a broken hand after wrestlemania and then she said she was taking time off to start a family so she's been on that inactive list since wrestlemania and apparently as of this week she is no longer on that list so that's just creating more uh, more buzz about the possibility of her returning to the WWE uh, at some point in the near future. So we'll have to see how that one plays out. I personally wouldn't mind it. I mean, I I was a fan of Ronda Rousey. I think her uh, her in ring was great. I mean, for being a rookie at pro wrestling, you know, I think she uh, she picked up the in ring part of it very very quickly. Um, you know, her her only weak spot was her promos, and after she had that heel turn, that even that improved vastly because it just seemed more natural for her. You know, I, I would say Ronda Rousey is a natural heel, so once she was put in that heel role, you know, she seemed a lot more comfortable on the microphone with the things that she was saying and things like that. So, you know, I I have no problem with Ronda Rousey coming back to the WWE. Um, you know, maybe possibly at SummerSlam. Who knows? With uh, with Bischoff and Heyman in charge now, who knows if she's available to him? I'm sure somebody is going to uh, gonna snatch her up and put her on either Raw or SmackDown sooner rather than later. So keep an eye on that one. Uh, some unfortunate news for Jeff Hardy. Looks like he uh, was arrested for public intoxication over the weekend. Um, but again, I think this is a story where they made more out of it online than uh, really needed to be. I mean, it wasn't a DUI. He didn't get caught, you know, with a, a, a ton of drugs on him or anything like that. He was out with his wife. He had a few drinks, and uh, I don't know what exactly he was doing, but he, he got arrested for being drunk in public. I mean, that's that's exactly what it was. Nothing more, nothing less. And, um, you know, this happened in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, which apparently, I, I don't know this firsthand, but uh, supposedly from what a lot of people say is notorious for public intoxication arrests. And, I mean, it's not... Uh, it's pretty much the the most common thing in the world down there from from uh, what I'm reading online from uh, people that live in that area for what what they're saying so I mean it, I mean he got you know he got picked up for having having a couple of drinks with his wife and who knows if he was maybe he was acting goofy or who knows he got arrested for being drunk in public that's what it was he posted bail which apparently was a couple of hundred bucks and that was it so all these people saying, oh, Jeff Hardy needs to get his act together and this and that. Just calm down, guys. He went out with his wife. He had a couple of drinks and he, you know, got got picked up for a, a drunken disorderly or a public intoxication, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, just take it, take it, take a step back with, uh, you know, he, he's ruining his life. I mean, it, yeah, he's got a history. We all know that. He's gotten DUIs. He had a, a huge uh, drug, you know, drug case a few years back. So... Yeah, Jeff has had his issues, but I don't uh, don't think this qualifies in the uh, the same category as all that kind of stuff. It uh, was, you know, obviously just a, a mistake on his part, and you know he paid his fine. And it, it's pretty much over with. So let it go, guys. 
So uh, let's get into Extreme Rules coming up tonight on the WWE Network. Um, yeah, a new match actually was just added to the to the pay per view today, and uh, I, I think it, it really kind of sucks that this match did not get more hype uh, because it really should have. And uh, it, it's on the uh, the kickoff show as well, which I think is sad too because this this could be a main event match pretty much anywhere in the world and that match is Finn Balor defending the uh, Intercontinental Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, now this rivalry just started about a little over a week ago um, and they had a match this past week on SmackDown, a non-title match, and Nakamura was victorious in that one which I'm sure is what led, led to the, uh, the title opportunity. But again, you know, this is uh, um, WWE just not not carrying out a storyline the way that you know that they used to i mean you know nakamura picked up the victory on tv drag it out for a little bit put this match on SummerSlam. put it in you know put a spotlight on it build a story between these two guys because these are two of the best wrestlers on wwe's roster but uh you know may i'm sure they probably will still have a SummerSlam match it'll probably be in a little bit more prominent position uh at SummerSlam. i'm hoping they'll you know stretch it out that long but, um, yeah, with this one, I would expect Balor to retain the title uh, simply because it's not in a marquee position. Uh, it was kind of last minute added to the card, so I would think Balor would probably retain. It's on the uh, the pre-show, so I'm not expecting it to be a real long match. So I'm looking at Finn Balor to retain against Nakamura. Um, then we've got the, uh, the Revival defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against the Usos. Um, I'm going to pick the Revival to retain in this one. I, I'm hoping... You know they're gonna WWE is gonna start rebuilding, not rebuilding, but uh, giving a little more screen time to the tag team division. I'm not counting on it, but I'm hoping. You know, with the the reformation of the club with AJ Styles and Gallows and Anderson, and Gallows and Anderson just signed new contracts uh, with WWE to to stay there for another five years. So I'm hoping that's a sign that uh, you know WWE is gonna put a little more focus on the tag team division than they have. But I'm I'm looking for the revival to retain in this one. Uh, I've got Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match. Uh, this this one, this type of match between these two guys, I think should be good. They've been trying to build a story with these guys for several weeks with different types of competitions, tug of wars, arm wrestling, things like that. Uh, they were supposed to have the Falls Count Anywhere match on Raw. Of course, when we saw them break through the stage and all the uh, you know the explosions and Corey Graves screaming holy shit and things like that. So they've been they've been trying to build this. It just doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there doesn't seem like there's been too much interest in it other than the uh, the spot where they broke through the stage. So, But I think a last man standing match with these two guys, I mean, we haven't seen Strowman really since that uh, the incident with the stage. They've been saying on TV that he's got a couple different injuries, which are our storyline. But, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Strowman in this one. Um, you know, I think they're still booking Strowman pretty strong, so... Um, yeah, I don't know if he's ever going to be pushed back to that main event level, but I'm I'm picking Strowman over Lashley in the last man standing. Uh, then for the uh, United States Championship, we've got Ricochet versus AJ Styles. Uh, I'm pretty sure Gallows and Anderson won't be too far behind. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. This one, you know, again, it's a, this rivalry is only a couple of weeks old, but uh, they I think they've done a pretty good job at building interest in those couple of weeks. 
I'm just hoping this isn't the blow off to it because this is one that they could run with for a while if they do it right. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna look for Ricochet to retain in this one either by you know just a straight up victory or possibly some interference from Gallows and Anderson and we see AJ get uh, get DQ'd. But either way, I'm gonna say Ricochet is gonna retain. And then we've got uh, Alistair Black taking on to Cesaro, who was revealed to be the one who knocked on Alistair's door. Um, little little bit unexpected for me uh cesaro wasn't uh, really who i thought it would be but uh, i i have no complaints about this match it should the, you know i'm looking for this one actually to steal the show alistair black and cesaro i'm sure the two of them can put on a, a ridiculous match so this is the one i'm i'm really looking forward to uh for the smackdown tag team titles we got daniel bryan and rowan defending against the new day and heavy machinery i i'm picking heavy machinery in this one I, i'm liking the way that they're that they're being booked lately they're you know being made to look really strong they've got some big victories on tv so i i'm thinking heavy machinery may come out as your new smackdown tag champs uh, another pre-show match is drew gulak defending the cruiserweight title against tony nice uh, these guys have had a few matches already uh they're two two of the best at 205 live has right now and uh you know I, i'm i'm a fan of tony nice uh drew gulak i mean i i I should say I'm a, I'm a fan of his too because he's a heel and I, I will tune in to hopefully watch him lose. So I'm pulling for Tony Nese in this one, but I think Gulak's probably going to retain. Uh, then for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey is defending against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a handicap match. Now this, I think uh, more so than the championship, the focus of this is the friendship between Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss because uh, I think pretty much everybody knows uh, Alexa is going to turn on Nikki at some point or vice versa. Uh, you know, uh, Alexa's been off TV the last uh, week or so with uh, illness. So apparently she has a, a really bad sinus infection. Hopefully that's uh, cleared up for her and she's able to, she's back at 100% for tonight. But, uh, you know, Nikki Cross has kind of been having matches uh, instead of Alexa Bliss, kind of taking her place. Um, you know, she's the one that uh, won the match to uh, name the stipulation for this match, and she's actually said that if they if they win, her and Alexa are going to be co-champions. I'm not thinking Alexa's going to going to go along with that one. So I think uh, tonight is probably going to be the night we're going to see a, a little bit of a breakdown between Alexa and Nikki. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Alexa Bliss may come out with the championship. I think we we will probably see Nikki Cross pick up the pinfall. And Alexa grabbed the championship, and then that's when we're going to see the uh, the breakdown between Alexa and Nikki when Alexa tries to tell Nikki, nope, this is my championship, this was my match, and, you know, this and that. So that's that's my prediction for that one. I think Alexa Bliss is going to come out with the uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, one of the, uh, the main event matches, we've got Kofi Kingston defending the WWE Championship against Samoa Joe. Uh, I would love to see Joe with a, uh, a WWE Championship run. I don't know if that's going to happen right now. Um, you know, like I, I, uh, I've said before, I thought Joe might have gotten saddled with the uh, quote-unquote injury-prone label uh, because he wasn't really getting too many main event level pushes anymore or main event level matches anymore. But, uh, you know, of course, right after I said that is when he got put into this program with Kofi. So, uh, but I... Mm, yeah, I'm not thinking Joe's going to win it just yet. This is another one that they can stretch out and make this, you know, part of the uh, the SummerSlam card. And if they're going to put the title on Joe, I think SummerSlam would be the place to do it. So I'm going to pick Kofi to uh, to retain the championship in this one. Uh, and then we've got uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in what's being called a last chance winner-takes-all extreme rules match. And it's for both the Raw Women's title and the Universal title. 
So if Corbin and Lacey Evans win, Corbin gets the Universal title and Lacey gets the uh, the Raw Women's title. Um, yeah, I think Seth and Becky are going to win. I think the uh, the rivalries with Corbin and Lacey Evans have uh, you know have uh, basically played played themselves out. You know, gone as far as they can go. So I think it's. Uh, you know, I think this is the uh, the blow off to that. Rollins and Becky Lynch are going to retain their titles and move on to new uh, new rivalries going into SummerSlam. Uh, at least that's my that's my thought on it. And then the uh, I, I I guess this might would be like the co-main event, or I'm not sure how that's going to work. But uh, the Undertaker teaming with Roman Reigns taking on Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Uh, and this is a no holds barred match. I'm going to go with uh, obviously the Undertaker and Reigns in this one. I mean that's my you know, that's my pick. That's who I want to win. Uh, and supposedly WWE is going to start dialing back all the uh, focus on Shane McMahon. Uh, so if if that is the case, then I definitely think uh, Shane and Drew should take the loss tonight. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see Kevin Owens uh, kind of insert himself in this match. He seems to be starting a, uh, a rivalry with Shane with uh, the, the promo that he cut on SmackDown, which was just, that was actually the best part of SmackDown last week was the uh, Kevin Owens promo. If you haven't seen it, go back and check it out for sure. Um, oh, let's see. I got a comment here. No thought on Sasha returning tonight, especially with Nikki telling Bailey you don't, uh, you won't find a friend. Yeah, I, that, thanks for, uh, for the reminder. Um, yeah, that you know what that is a possibility. It's something that's been bouncing around online for a while now, as far as Sasha Banks uh, making her return. And yeah, that is definitely I think what everybody's first thought when uh, Nikki made the comment telling Bailey basically uh, you don't have any friends, nobody's gonna back you up, and things like that. So um, that of course immediately started speculation. Uh, Sasha's gonna be gonna be coming back at Extreme Rules to have Bailey's back. Um, so I mean, it's a possibility. I. You know, it's definitely uh, the the timing would be would be right with the the situation. Uh, so I'll I'll revise that one a little bit. If Sasha, well, no, you know what? I still think either way. I think Alexa is going to come out the champion because I think if Sasha does come back, you know, maybe she's in Bailey's corner at the beginning of the match. But uh, I think everybody knows Sasha is a much better heel than she is a babyface. So I think if she does come back in Bailey's corner, she's eventually going to turn on her. Um, you know, and, and that's, there's a built-in storyline right there. They were the first women's tag team champions and, uh, you know, Sasha basically took time off after WrestleMania and Bailey continued on her own and, uh, became, became SmackDown champion, became the first ever women's Grand Slam champion. And, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, that could, that could be played as, uh, Bailey, you know, stealing Sasha's spotlight or not caring about Sasha and, you know, not, uh, not taking Sasha's side or whatever they could, they could play into, you know, whole thing about uh, Sasha not being happy with how they were booked or things like that. There's a lot of, lot of directions they could go with that. But yeah, I think if Sasha returns, it will, uh, you know, it'll be one of those things. She'll be in Bailey's corner to start off with, and somewhere during the match, probably turn on her. And uh, so yeah, I think uh, still think Alexa is going to come out as a champion tonight. And again, that's just that's my opinion. So uh, if it happens, it happens. But uh, so that's that's my uh, my picks for Extreme Rules here coming up tonight so make sure you guys check that out sound i mean on paper it's a pretty good card i know a lot of people are not thrilled with the rollins and becky lynch versus baron corbin and lacey evans uh storyline in general but uh you know like i said i think tonight is probably the blow off to that one i think it's run its course with both of those rivalries i, I don't think people are as on board with the seth and becky 
storyline as WWE had hoped they would be. I mean, yeah, we get it. They're dating. That's fine. But you don't need to mention literally every minute or two on the air. You know, every time they refer to Seth Rollins, it's, it's uh, you know, they have to mention that uh, he's Becky Lynch's boyfriend. Or if they're talking about Becky Lynch, they have to mention that he's that she's uh, Seth Rollins' girlfriend. And, you know, it's almost become like one of their titles or something. Uh, you know, <laughs> Seth Rollins' girlfriend, Becky Lynch. It's uh, it's getting getting kind of kind of overkill with that kind of stuff. So and and really, this uh, storyline with them, it's running kind of along the same lines as the uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella versus the Miz and Maurice storyline. That that's honestly what it reminds me of. And you know, it's not uh, not something that should be done over an extended period of time. So I I'm hoping after tonight that's going to be the uh, the end of that one. For the uh, for this particular storyline, but we'll have to see how that goes. Um, so let's see. It looks like that's pretty much all I've got for this week. Uh, I'm gonna get to the break the code contest uh, now. Like I said last week, this contest is gonna be running through September 22nd. Every week, I'm gonna give one word from a phrase that was made famous by a wrestler. Um, given the words out of order. So at the end of the contest on uh, September 22nd, you put the words in the correct order and tell me who said it. And you email your answers to to uh, catchhookshoot at gmail.com with the subject break the code. Uh, now answers will only be accepted after all the words are given out. So any answers received prior to September 22nd will not count. Um, but yeah, so uh, you'll have one week to uh, send all those answers in September 22nd through the 29th. Uh, then on the episode on September the 29th, all of the correct answers will be put into a bowl, and I will draw the winner live here on the show. And uh, the winner of the contest will receive two VIP passes for the Wrestling Behind Ringside Fan Fest next year on July 25th. Uh, it is taking place in uh, Hammond, Louisiana. Now, the, uh, the tickets do not include travel or accommodation. This gets you... Uh, Admission into one of the shows, either 8 a.m. or 2 p.m., uh, gets you 15 photo ops, uh, commemorative silicone wristband. Uh, so I mean, it's you know, you're uh, you're getting you're getting quite a bit, and uh, you know, basically, like I said, it just doesn't include your uh, your airfare or your travel or your your accommodations. So that, uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, it's going to be you know going to be a great uh, great time. So. Make sure you're paying attention now through September 22nd. Put that phrase together in the proper order and tell me who said it and win yourself a pair of tickets. So uh, this week's word is change. One more time for the Break the Code contest. The word is change. C-H-A-N-G-E. So that's all I've got for this week. Um, hope you guys have been enjoying this uh, this great weekend for, for pro wrestling. Um, yeah, like I said, go back and check out Fight for the Fallen if you haven't seen it. Watch the uh, the Evolve 10th Anniversary Show on WWE Network. Um, you know, I've still got to check out the uh, the New Japan uh, G1 from uh, from this weekend, and uh, you know, definitely going to be watching Extreme Rules tonight. So uh, yeah, just a busy busy weekend for pro wrestling, and I love it honestly. So I uh, hope you guys are loving it too. But for right now, I am going to sign off. Thank you again for uh, listening and subscribing and and uh, watching on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, Twitch, and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, make sure you're following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn at Catch Hook Shoot. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash catchhookshoot, and the Pro Wrestling Tees store at prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhookshoot. 
And once again, the email, if you ever want to drop me a line, is catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So with that, I will sign off. Hope everybody enjoys Extreme Rules tonight, and I will talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.